0: Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, and we are joined by our very regular guest, Tori Truitt, uh, the Health Bloke, so welcome to the show, TT. Thanks for having me, DK. Guys, today um, was a bit of a random episode, we actually just finished uh, recording a product review for Tori's podcast, which is uh, the Health Bloke Podcast, so go and check that out if you haven't already. Um, and TT, you've done a, a number of marathons and ultra marathons, haven't you? How, how many have you actually done?
1: Yeah, I've completed 16 marathons as of November last year. It was my 16th it was the New York Marathon, and I've also completed 12 ultra marathons. An ultra marathon
0: for the for the listener is anything between 50 and 100 k's, which is a huge effort. Um, and I think I'm not 100 percent sure because I'm not a marathon runner myself. But people are now starting to get to the point where they're getting ready to start prepping for for marathons this year, aren't they?
1: Yeah, absolutely, sort of coming up to that season. Unfortunately for those uh, that are stuck in Melbourne, um, their prep is during winter, which is a little yeah. bit harder. But again, yeah, anyone that's looking to do a, do a race in three or four months' time would certainly be starting to prep now.
0: Yeah, and I got, I suppose my first taste of it last year when we did, uh, we did a half marathon up in Mackay in Queensland. Um, and I think it'll be a while till I pull on the runners and have a crack at the full, but um, I, I wanted to do Go through um, today, I guess, how you would structure your preparation for um, a marathon, maybe even some tips on race day and just your experience. Because I know a number of the listeners, um, I've got feedback in the past where people are either doing triathlons or marathons, half marathons. Um, Mm. Even if someone is, you know, thinking in the back of their mind at some stage they would like to do a marathon, uh, maybe just a bit of an inside look at what what actually goes on and how you should structure your program. Uh, Might get someone across the lines actually having a crack. So uh, I might just let you kind of take over now and just run through, I guess, basically, as I mentioned, the the preparation leading up to it, where you'd start, where you'd finish, um, and then maybe just a few tips for race day and and anything else you think would be beneficial?
1: Yeah, absolutely DK and certainly feel free to ask me questions as I ramble along um, because it has been something that I've been doing and the reason I actually got into marathon running is when I first started my personal training business, I was training a couple of girls, a couple of clients for a marathon um, and I'd never done done one myself or had never any, trained any clients for a marathon but I was doing a lot of the work with them um, throughout the week and, and certainly their volume work on the weekend. So it got towards race day and I thought well I might as well run it with them um, to support them and try and mentor them and help them get across the line because As much as the physical prep is important, uh, race day mental prep is also really important. I think a lot of the time that's overlooked. So I sort of fell into it. Uh, I had done a lot of research and reading about how to structure a marathon program. And I was training two girls who were friends, um, similar body types, one was a little bit leaner, and if I was to review her program now, she was probably ready to do the marathon. I probably overcooked her. She was probably ready to go two weeks prior. Okay. Um, so since then, you know, I've really looked at the individual and looked at their background of running yep. in terms of whether they need a 12 week or a 16 week program. Um, if they've got a running base or a running background, I reckon you could probably get away with a 12 week or a three month structured program for a marathon. Because yep. um, it does need to be structured and I reckon you at least need four days a week of running specific training. Um, and when I talk about running specific training, one of those sessions would be a long slow run. So run running under and slower than your race pace just okay. to get a foundation, get yep. a base. that would be a comfortable run. I think there needs to be a speed session as well, so a speed and strength session. That can be run in terms of intervals or tempo training. I also think there needs to be a race day training session. And particularly, regardless of whether I'm riding a half marathon program or a marathon program, or even an ultra, always, have a program or two days, which I call the sandwich, where you're running back to back,
0: Yeah, okay. just yeah. to get
1: your clients used to running on fatigued legs, because I think a lot a lot of people in training actually never get to the stage where they're running the marathon distance, mm-hmm. and I never suggest that you go out and you'd run 40 forty marath- uh, k's in a training session, but I would back back up clients um, in two days so they're at least c- covering the volume.
0: Running on heavy legs yeah, as well, yeah. Absolutely, running on he-
1: heavy legs, because when you come to race day, you can't, um, sort of mimic the pain and discomfort that you get yep. at the end of the marathon. You know, the 35K mark, when you think you've got seven Ks to go. In training, it's very hard to replicate that. Yep. Um, so what, the best way I've found to replicate it is to do a solid session on the Saturday and then back it up in the morning and mm. do a Sunday strength session or a speed session where you're trying to race at race pace. Okay. Yep. Um, and I think even for the novice, for a first time marathon runner, I know they'll say, all I want to do, Tori, is complete the marathon. Yeah. But in the back of their mind i think they would have an idea of what time they want to run yeah. whether that be five hours four hours three hours 30 or the great three hour barrier in their mind that have a time yeah. um, and throughout the whether it be a 12-week program or a 16-week program i would ask them that and i'd say dk do you have a time in mind and you'll say no And I'd say, okay well part of your training program is you're going to race a 10k yeah. Part of your training program is you're going to race a half marathon. Yeah. And from those times and from those race simulations, we'll be then able to extrapolate a guesstimate in
0: terms of what you're going to run. Yeah. Um, I suppose it's probably beneficial as well. It's, it's almost like saying, you know, training for a, a football grand final, but not actually playing a game of footy throughout the season just rocking up grand final day yeah nerves and, and all that type of stuff you're not going to be able to replicate unless you actually go out and have a crack even if it's a yeah. full distance totally. so half or like you said a 10 yeah. or something like that at least yeah. you're there on the start line with everyone and yeah
1: and, and you you see it all the time dk it's it's your sleep the night before it's your breakfast the night before it's your hydration pre-race it's your hydration during the race it's the clothes you wear so many people get caught up in the atmosphere and uh, and I've been caught up in it, you know, and I think everyone, if they run for a period of time, they'll fail at one stage. Um, and I had a terrible race, one of my first ultras in Bruny Island, it was 65 Ks, um, and they let us off in waves, and obviously yeah. the, the faster guys went towards the end, and then ideally you'd, you'd catch up to everyone. So I was one of the last ones to, to take off, um, and uh, I had a couple of my mates that I just did New York with, actually, and they were my support crew, and they were in the car, and we were playing this... You know, heavy music and Doof Doof, and they were cheering me on. I was, I think, I went through the um, the forty forty k mark. You know, way ahead of the schedule, around you know three hours fifteen. So, and yeah, it right. was sixty five kilometre race. <laughs> I was passing all the runners, and I think oh, I'm going to win this. It's my first first or second ultra, and I got to the fifty k mark or fifty five k mark, and I said to my mate I said how long have we got to go and he said oh just a couple of k's and i knew on my garmin i had 10ks and he said it's a couple of k's. And at that stage i'd hit the wall yeah um, and i just stuffed up i'd stuffed up my race plan my race yep. prep my drinking my nutrition all yep. that sort of stuff
0: and you mentioned another thing that's um that's hard not to get caught up in is the start oh you mentioned that as well uh, that yeah even uh, even in a half yeah um, when we did that last year it was really hard yeah not to follow everyone else and not stick to your own plan yeah and I
1: think that's the biggest thing DK in training and that's why I try and identify a rough time that clients want to run because then we can plan out the the marathon yep. and I never say to a client it's not 42.2k's it's 4 blocks of 10k's yep. and then a 200m yep. you know, sprint or whatever you want to do towards the end because then you can break it down and say the first block's going to be 45 minutes yep. and you break, break your k's down and say okay you're going to do 4.30's you know, and I never say, you know, some clients like to, or some runners try a negative split. Yeah. You know, so they go out slower and then run the second half faster. I reckon it's really hard and it's really yeah. dangerous and you can blow up that way. Yeah. So regardless, if I'm running at 100Ks, I'll say, okay, I'm gonna sit at five minute K pace. If I'm running a marathon, it might be four, four minute 15s or four twenties. If I'm running half marathon, it might be four yeah. minute K pace. Um, and then I just extrapolate that over the journey. So whether it be a 10K, 21K, 42 or whatever, it's one pace. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have... Just hit your numbers. Just hit your numbers, exactly. And you try and keep it as simple as possible.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Now, in regards to, you mentioned before, how you're doing your lot, like the, the yep. four running days. Yeah. How how would you actually structure? So, obviously, you're not going to start out um, yeah. running a ridiculously long distance if you're just starting your, yep. your training yeah totally how big increases do you make throughout the let's say 12 weeks how how much would you jump each week
1: yeah i try and keep it under 10 percent in terms of your volume yep. you know so week one might be a 4k run a 5k tempo so where you're altering your pace a little bit and then you might on the saturday might do a strength session so that might be um, 20 minutes of flat running and then some hill repeats um, yep. and then the next day you get up and you'd run 8ks okay you know and then the next week you might go you know obviously a little bit further, yeah. so it's just that one long run a week. Mm. I increase, you know, in terms of your distance yeah. on the weekend, and then you'll alter your intervals of your speed. So, a- as you get further and further in the program, you'll always have a long, slow run. So, your yep. LSD or your slow one with you know, a couple of your mates might start at 30 minutes and then it'll go to 40 minutes, then yeah. you go to 50 minutes, and your LSD will end up being two hours, yeah. Um, you know, and your volume work on the weekend is I might go out and do a race pace, you know, 15K on the Saturday, yeah. um, where I'm racing at race pace, yeah. and then get up the next day and do 20Ks. Yeah. So then that's 35Ks, and that, that would be probably four weeks out from, from race day.
0: Yeah, and what TT means when he says race pace is, as you mentioned before, if he's trying to hit five, you know, five minute Ks, that's his race pace, where yeah. he goes for his run. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not, you know, it might not be flat out, but it's exactly, he's trying to emulate exactly what he wants yeah. to do. On the, on the day of the race
1: and you can't be too caught up I mean these days there's so many fun runs going around um, but there'll be race there'll be um, pace setters for you and you can't put all your confidence in a yeah. pace setter um, and I've had a bad experience when I did the Canberra marathon um, I was sticking with this guy thinking I was just going to go it was supposed to be training for comrades the week before I'd done a 55k run and I thought I'd just roll around this in 330 and I said to the pace, I said mate you're going way too quick and he goes no no you're go- we're right, we're up. Right. At the halfway mark, he'd blown up everyone. It was just me and him. We went through in a 304, and he was supposed to be a 330. You know, That's like exactly. it was ridiculous. So yeah. you can't put all your – all your um, you can't rely on the pace setter. These yeah. days, you've got access to good watches, you yeah. know, and I think the easiest thing to do, because sometimes you can get, get too consumed mm. with watching your watch, you should be able to um, feel a pace. Feel it, yeah. yeah, and that—that's the true true um, indication that you're yeah. in tune with your body is feeling your running pace, knowing when you need to drink, when you yeah. need to eat, and all that sort of
0: stuff yeah. as well. I think a lot of listeners, um, I know I probably would have thought this until I actually started looking into training and stuff properly. But uh, thinking of training leading into it, would think that the long, slow, distant runs are the only, is the most important thing. How how important is the actual speed training and yeah. doing stuff where you're actually generating power and going you know at at, you know almost sprint pace to to have that power through your hips and your glutes and and strengthening your hammies
1: yeah it's really important i think apart from you know the speed training which you talk about which is i I reckon probably 65 percent of the way you're going to perform on the day is going to do with your physical conditioning Um, and that's why for all my clients i always say inside strength training and outside strength training particularly important. Yeah. So you've got to do some speed work, whether that be one Ks, five hundreds, two Ks, some track yeah. work, some hill repeats. Um, early on you might do some stairs or something to get some strength and power. Um, as runners, you can be the best runner in the world. Not well, I shouldn't say you wouldn't be the best in the world, <laughs> but you'd be a you can be a very competent runner yeah. and still not have glutes that activate or yeah, you know, exactly you, right. yeah, you still might have really poor posture or you might have anterior tilt of your pelvis yeah. which just really impedes the ability on, on race day to perform at, at your peak capacity um for those that know me as a runner I, i've got a runner's build i'm a bit mesomorph um, but when i start running I, I drop some weight yeah but particularly for ultra marathon running i reckon you need to be a little bit heavier and stronger yeah. uh, towards the end of the race
0: yeah i was that was one thing i was surprised with even for the half Marathon training that we were doing, um, you know the amount of speed work that we're doing, those those sessions, those short high intensity sessions were were, they were bloody hard. Like yeah. it was almost like you know pre-seasons for football or something like that. Whereas when we came into it, I thought we'd just gradually increase the long long distance run every yeah. week and be good to go. But um, you know, I think you and I have both had a bit of a problem with, with glute activation in the yeah. past, and um, that'd be something worth mentioning. Is before you actually yeah. start your your prep for marathon training, if you're coming into your 12-week training block um, with a niggle already or if you're struggling to get your glutes activating or, you know, your um, you know your gait's no good or something like that, then it's, it's not going to get, it's not like it's going to get better no. throughout the 12 weeks. So you really need to be on top of that before you begin your prep.
1: Yeah, I think you've got some really good videos on your YouTube channel too, DK, about your know, glute activation and hip flexor stretches yeah. and exercise like that. And probably in the past, you know, years ago I neglected that because yeah. um, you do you know, I was of that old mindset where it's all about volume 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 yeah. um, and trying to replicate that but even my lead up to New York this year I sort of fell apart a bit trying to do the speed work mm. without being uh, particularly uh, conscious of doing the prehab yeah. uh, component of, of, of racing.
0: Yeah so your training block might be 12 weeks um, you may even have a 4 to 6 week block Beforehand of yeah strength training in the gym stuff like hip dominant movements like Romanian deadlifts or um, your squats single leg variation type stuff and yeah. just really nailing your glute activation yeah. to make sure that when you're actually running everything's firing like you're meant
1: to totally and on that I love you know single leg work yeah. when you know I'm training for running just to get you know that try to simulate as much as possible your running pattern or your running gait. Because um, if you do a lot of double leg lifting, that you might be putting 60% through one side of your body yeah. and 40% through the other. So if I've got a weaker left side and I can only do 12 reps on my
0: left, then I won't do any more reps on my right. I, you know, yeah. I won't try and keep that, that balance. Yeah, I just put up a blog post actually a couple of days ago on dannykennedyfitness.com about muscle imbalances. So check that out if um, if you are suffering from something like that. I think majority of people have at least some yeah. form of a, of a muscular imbalance. Yeah. Um, I wanted, just wanted to finish this off. We'll try and keep this relatively short, but um, finish off with any race day tips. Yeah, obviously we've gone over the running stuff. But yeah,
1: and there's heaps more we can talk about. DK and we can do it in future episodes in terms of structuring a, a beginner's based program yeah. for your listeners yeah. if they want to go through that because there's a lot to it. But race day prep is really important, um, and again, it's not something you can just do uh, on the day. It's mm. something you need to practice. And you know, <clears throat> I'd get my clients to. Um, Do it in training, you know, so the marathons are always in the morning. So whatever time it in the morning is, whatever race day is, you've got to get up and have your breakfast, you know, and do all your prep and your hydration Mm -hmm. um, and even getting to the start line. Like, you know, I like to be super organized to get to the start line you know, make sure I've got my bib on and know where I'm going to stand and yep. you know start from and when the first drink station is. Mm. Um, one of the things I used to do is I used to carry all my hydration because yep. I don't like to be forced yeah, you know, to drink and there's a drink station there so I'd carry, um, you know, s- some water or some gels and I'll always have one on yep. at the start line. But race day prep, particularly important is obviously sleep and nutrition first and foremost. Uh, getting to the start line, m- making sure you're hydrated, yeah. um, making sure, you, yeah, simple things like the gear that you've got on, you've trained it before. Yeah. You know The amount of times I've seen people with new shoes or bleeding nipples, things that just shouldn't happen, yeah, You yeah, know, yeah. but people get carried away with it or yeah. they go to the expo the day before and they get carried away with these new gels and they never tried them before, yeah. so they end up getting the runs or exactly, yeah. they get too, um, too you know, caught up in the atmosphere and they go out too hard and they you know you've really got to stick true to your race day strategy and the harder the training is the easier the race is so if you have done everything possible in the in your training program to you know uh, match up with your race day performance in terms of how you want to race you shouldn't have a problem you know and visualize it you know what's the best case scenario best case scenario is i'm going to go sub three hours what's the worst case scenario you're going to hit the wall at you know 38ks yeah uh, and then there's obviously scenario in the middle so yeah. i think for someone that's doing their race whether it be your first or your last you've done plenty of them we can always improve mm. but i think we've got to be clear in terms of what our race day goal is yeah. whether it is just to get to the finish line or if you want to run at time but regardless you want to be as comfortable as possible yeah and i always say it doesn't matter whether you're the best runner like marathon runner the start of the race is always going to be uncomfortable you yeah. know until you get to that steady right. state yeah. and you know you get rid of the nerves so that, if you the, go into it knowing that yeah it's
0: a lot you got a lot more peace of mind knowing that it's going to get easier or well, yeah. not easier but you're going to get more comfortable. yeah
1: and i think another thing which people fail to do is understand the course you know like mm. where does the course go it's 42ks i think you've got to understand is there any hills is there any turns you know yeah. do you need to adjust it uh, adjust your pacing strategy depending yeah. upon toilet breaks fueling breaks big hills down, I can't run downhills so yeah. you know if I hit a downhill phase I might be you know going slower whereas yeah. some some runners will fly downhills then I'll need to pick it up on the flat yeah. but it would be every 10k's that I would check my watch yeah, okay. not every k yeah. um, so I think there's heaps heaps to think about and consider on race day prep but ideally you've identified how you're going to race during training you've trained yeah. in your training gear you know what breakfast you're going to have you've trained with the tubes, the gels yeah. the hydration platform that you're going to use on the day um and at the end of the day you just get get out there enjoy it you know like soak it all in concentrate like if you want to run a time you do have to be switched on yeah um you got to know that it's going to be uncomfortable but for less than 5% of the population never actually complete a marathon. So getting to the start line is is winning really. You know,
0: like the race is just a celebration of your training. Yeah, 100%. I think uh, the main thing to take out of what TT said today is obviously preparation is the key. Um, yeah. as it is with anything. So if, if you guys have got anything in particular or more specific with marathon training or half marathon training um, or even to do with on race day, um, we're more than happy to do a, a shorter episode or something yeah. on one specific topic. So if you do, um, send me an email at danny at com. Um, leave a review if you thought this episode was pretty good. Go back and check out some of the old ones. Guys, um, we've done a few now, Tori and I, so... Uh, Also, as I mentioned at the start, go over to the Health Bloke podcast and and subscribe to that. He's only just started it and already got a lot of good content, so uh, be sure to do that. I hope you guys are having a, a great day and a great week and look forward to chatting to you again in next week's episode.